2: Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you back to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast, where we will get back to the bone-chilling interview with native Northwest Ohioans, Tim and Sharma, who are listeners of this podcast and contacted us to share their experiences of living in a real haunted house for over 10 years. And as a bonus, the judge shares relevant information about an entity that plagued one of his very own children. Without any more delay, let us return to this eerie interview already in progress where we left off last week.
3: And so finally one night we took it out of the house and we burned it. And this is to be weird. So my brother who lived next door had this beagle and they were on electric shock collars and so it would never leave the yard because it'd get the hell shocked out of it, right? Because they had these shock collars. The dog... We're out there burning this thing in the driveway, right? And the dog walks right through the electric fence, walks right through the electric fence, comes over and defecates on an open flame. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what the? What <laughs> yeah, so, But, and the thing about it is... That sounds like some it, it's a fraternity party. And it would not go back, it wouldn't go back to the yard so they didn't want to get shot. So we had to take the shot collar off, throw it over for me to get the dog back. But I'm telling you, I sat there and I watched the dog walk right through the invisible fence and it came over and it started, you know, sniffing. And I'm like, but, you know, now look, it's not like a bonfire flame, okay? And and I'd be god dang if it didn't turn around and defecate right there, right on the flame. And I literally, I remember sitting there going, <laughs> This is the most surreal thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so so that was it. And it was done. And, and I was, you know, we're good. And so some years go by and, and nothing really happens. And then finally, um, probably the most terrifying experience of my entire life, much more scary than the dog man encounter, if you can believe that. Um, one day out of the blue, my, my youngest would have been probably about three years old. And of course, we have a baby monitor. She starts yelling for me, and I come in, and I said, what's going on? And she's like, this little boy won't leave me alone. I'm like, well, and I was thinking, well, she don't go to preschool. I was thinking maybe at church or something like that with Sunday school. I said, well, who is he? And, uh, and, and she's like, no, he's, you know, he's in the room. And I'm thinking, okay, this is three-year-old doesn't want to go to bed. She's stalling. She's trying to come up with some reason to stay awake and all this stuff. But it became pretty clear after asking her a few questions that, no, she was really seeing something. And that this wasn't a stall tactic or anything like that. That She was distressed. And I said, well, well, what's he look like? And she says, well, he's a little boy. He's got basically described blue bibs, which I would probably assume is denim. And he had blonde hair. And I'm like, okay. And, And I says, well, what does he want? And she says, he wants me to go outside and play. Now it's winter. It's it's winter. I mean it's snow on the ground, it's cold. And I said, So now I'm like, okay, you know, because I, I grew up with weird paranormal stuff that happened. So I said, Well, you know, you never go outside ever. And we had a home security system on where if you opened a door, you know, the alarm bell I said, You never go outside. She was No, no, I'm, you know, basically I'm not going outside. And it was perfectly clear to me that she was not happy with this kid that was not happy with him. Like, this wasn't a playmate or anything like that. So we talked, we talked. So finally, she, I said, well, this what's his name? She said, he calls himself Wind. I'm thinking, that's weird because... If she was making up a making this up, it would be Jimmy or Bobby or Bill or somebody, you know what I mean? But the fact, one, it was a boy, okay, you know, and two, it had this name, Wind. I'm thinking, she's really seen something, and this something's communicating with her.
0: Did she say he calls himself, or did she say his name is?
3: <sighs> That's a good question now that you ask me that. Did he? I cannot remember now. Whether he said that that was his name, I can't remember.
0: Well, you know the story of the Mothman in Point Pleasant, Gallipolis area. There's a story that goes along with that about Woody um, Derenberger, who encounters this entity, and he calls himself Cold, Mm C-O-L-D. But he didn't say it was his name. At first, he says, I call myself Cold. I call myself Cold. What do you call yourself? Okay. And eventually he gave a first name, but at first he just called himself. You know,
3: mother. and my kid being three years old, I'm not sure she would have discerned <clears throat> the difference yeah. between the, the nuances there. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the first night. And then eventually wind went away and she was able to go to sleep. Well, then it started every night. Every night. And she, I mean, he was really persistent. Like, I want you to go outside and play with me. And would bug her, wouldn't let her sleep. And she was distressed, she cry, she was upset, she she really, really irritated. And so this went on for this went on for a couple of weeks. And, if, and it's like, this is a nightly thing. And you know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I mean, because you're 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 completely powerless at this point. Because here's your child that you're supposed to protect. It's my duty as a father to protect this child. And I can't do it because this thing that I can't see is just tormenting the hell out of her. And, and there's nothing I can do about it. So finally I, t- I told her mom, I said, Look, we gotta get some respite here. You know, we gotta get some sort of break. So why don't you take the girls and go to your mom and dads who were living in Finley at the time? I'll stay at the house. Well, you know, See so what happens. Someone had that big party. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So um, it was a Togo party, and uh, I do remember Rush
4: Week. That. I remember that dope house. That's where the Beagle
3: came, right? Okay. So, so they go to Finley, and sure enough, Wind shows up in Finley, ah. and that's what really you know, because you're sitting there when all this was going on. You're thinking to yourself, okay if I can't get rid of this thing, do I sell my house? Do I sell my house? Well, I'm not gonna be able to sell this house, I just build it. You got all this money sunk into a brand new house. You you just can't, you can't just put it up for sale because then where would you go? You know what I mean? And then how long is it gonna take for sale? It took you guys 11 months. And so you're just like, what do you do? And so after we found out that that it followed her to Finley, it was like, well, okay, well now we know, you know, selling the house accidentally burning down the fire in the barbecue none of that's going to work because this thing is transient it's, it's so what happened in the family exactly same thing showed up well, she's, her well, she's going to well, sleep she to was it. in bed yep same thing so we went to went to a pastor I talked to him about it and he kind of uh, I gotta be honest I, I'm not so sure he believed. I, I, I think he chalked this up as make believe for the kid, that the kid, you know, because he gave me this spiel. Well, you know, I, I'm not saying she's lying. I think she really believes she's saying. I'm just like, look, man, this isn't an imaginary friend situation. OK, this isn't. Um, and so it went on. And, and finally, I just you, you just become every night you just get anxiety and your chest gets heavy. Cause you know, you're just waiting for this to happen again. And, and it was, it was to the point where you just felt completely and totally helpless and you start researching everything, you know, wind, folklore, native American spirit, everything I could, I, I was checking, could not find anything in reference to to the name wind. Started looking up fallen angels, demonic spirits, all this different stuff. Can't find anything, nothing. Um, so finally, it kind of, did, to get to the end of the story, I mean, there's more to it. I mean, I can go through, you know, nuances of the story, but I, I don't think those are that important. Um, so finally one night I'm going up the stairs and I'm going to my bedroom and my daughter's room was adjacent to mine. And it was weird how, how you walk in angles though. So I walk upstairs I'm about to go into my bedroom i've already read my youngest her nighttime story got her tucked in have a baby monitor on I always had the baby monitor on and even like we would carry it downstairs with us obviously watching tv because it's a two-story house just you know always worry and but the baby monitor still plugged in it was in my bedroom by the bed and just as i'm getting ready to go into my bedroom out of the corner of my eye i look and i see this little boy Wearing blue bibs, just as my daughter had described, blonde hair, just as she described, walks into her her bedroom, and I froze. I just I just froze. I mean, you would think that normal reaction was you would turn and run into the room, and you know some sort of uh, you know paternal instinct would kick in, and you you know I'm going to run in there and I'm going to, you know. but I didn't. I just froze. It was just one of those things that was so shocking to me. And I think if you remember back, I was talking about the like my dog man encounter. One of the things I was telling myself is, "Don't look, don't look," because I'm scared I'm going to freeze up. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, with all the, with all the uh, paranormal stuff that you had yeah. experienced up to that point, and you still it still froze, still froze, still froze yeah. because
3: because part of me, deep down inside, wanted to believe that my dog was making this up. You know, you wanted to believe that there was an explanation that there really wasn't this entity was terrorizing my house you know uh but when i saw it then you know a million emotions rush over your body like everything she said up to this point totally true my house is besieged by this entity i'm totally screwed so <clears throat> i hear her talking to wind through the baby monitor and and, and you could tell they were having a conversation, just like if you were on the cell phone to your friend right now. I couldn't hear your friend's voice, but I could hear your voice and I could understand what your conversation was based upon your answers. And I knew, I knew she was talking to it because she would say something and then there'd be this pause where she was listening. And I literally just like, like I said, I was frozen. And then all of a sudden she's saying things like trying to cast it out, trying to get it to leave and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, I hear this voice <coughs> in this speaking in this language, and it was the most bizarre language I've ever heard. Now, I can't speak Russian. If you were speaking Russian, right now, I would have no idea what you're saying. But I might be able to know it was Russian. I don't speak a bit of French, but if you were speaking French or Spanish or Italian or German, I would might be able to identify the language. But I couldn't tell you what you were saying. This language was nothing that i ever heard. This was, this was something so foreign to me that, um, that and, and that sh- like froze me, like shocked me. And then, so here I think I'm listening to wind <coughs> talking to my daughter. And then when I listened closely, I realized that was my daughter talking. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> She is talking in this just like this crazy language, whether it's some ancient language that isn't spoken, I, I, I didn't know. And when I heard that, when I realized that, that is when it, just like everything, just like in my eyes, just like, And then she breaks back into English and says, okay, like, and then there's this pause. And she says, okay, like, (coughs) like, okay, we good on this, right? And so I rush into the room and I'm like, when I walk in the room, I don't know what I'm expecting to see, you know what I mean? Whether this kid's going to be there or some other this thing's going to take its true form. I have no idea what's going to be. And she says very calmly, matter-of-factly, that it's gone. <laughs> it's not <laughs> going to come back. It's not going to come back. And I'm like, I'm still trying to process all this stuff. And I finally asked her, she, she had no idea she was talking a different language. She had no idea. So, sure enough, it was gone. I mean, it's gone. And I'm like, I, I don't know what she said to it, what language she was speaking. Gone. So, it's just, you know, that night, it was like this huge relief. But I fully expected the next night for it to show up. And then it's like, okay, well, I got to try to record my daughter talking in this crazy voice, you know what I mean, and uh, there was a, I remember watching this show one time about alien abduction or some craziness, and they had recorded this person talking in this voice, and they brought in a linguist, and they were speaking Sumerian, hmm. well, I'm not saying my daughter's speaking Sumerian or anything it's it's that. Something off but point. it was something, I that.
4: find it, though, kind of weird that you would, say that you were watching the show and it was just a bunch of craziness
1: well, you say, <laughs> to, your daughter things. speaking uh, Yeah. Uh,
0: does she remember any of that
3: no nothing so here's the rest of the story Then, fast forward about six months no episodes of the wind you kind of forget about it maybe you tell somebody about it you know but it's just like oh god life's good you know everything's good so we went to church and me and a couple other families who had kids we said we're gonna to go to the Chinese buffet out there in the plaza. It's now shut down again. Mm-hmm. And so I always sat with the kids because I wanted to make sure the kids didn't do something. I was always one of those parents like I don't want my kid to do something stupid. He's the helicopter parent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <anyway>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm so you got all the parents. I mean, you're talking there's like 15 people, and they push tables together. On one end you got all the parents, and on the other end you got. I don't know, probably six kids at least. So I'm sitting on the end with all the kids. And I'm at the end of the table because I'm a big guy and I don't want to be crunched in between a couple of kids. So I'm sitting at the end of the table and my youngest daughter's right across from me. And we're sitting there eating. And all of a sudden her head just jerks. Like she saw something. Like her head just jerks. And she says, I'll never forget this because my blood just ran cold. I mean it just ran cold. She goes, wind, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, God, no. It's back. Like, it has followed and It has found her. And then she, you could just tell that she's Here she for the would,
4: buffet. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you
3: expect? <laughs> it's the crab lights. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you could tell that, I mean, I, I was looking at her face, and you could tell she was seeing something and talking to something. And, like, she was, because I remember saying wind. What are you doing here? Like she was shocked that it was there, and it was talking to her because I could tell. Like you know, when you, you, you somebody's facial expressions when someone's talking, they're acknowledging something, and she's sitting there listening to it. Of course, I can't hear anything, and all of a sudden she goes, "Okay," and just goes right back to eating. <laughs> and I remember saying, "Did you just see wind?" And she goes, "Yeah, but." D- don't worry about it. It's good. You <laughs> know, He's not bothering me. And so I got home that night and I was thoroughly convinced he was going to show back up. And he never did. So fast forward about, oh, I don't know, a year maybe? If that, maybe not. I don't know. I can't tell you. And I'm sitting at my desk at work and Yahoo is my, my user page or whatever. And the story pops up about this three-year-old kid. Who was living in like Toronto? It was winter and was living in these apartment complexes, you know, pretty nice, you know. This three year old kid gets up in the middle of the night, walks out his front door, takes the elevator down to the lobby, walks out the lobby, walks three blocks away to a park, and freezes to death at like three o'clock in the morning. And when I read that story, it, it hit me. It's wind. Oh, it was wind or something like wind that had lured this kid to go outside and play in the winter, killed him, frozen. And so I remember thinking, that's exactly what this thing was trying to do to my daughter. Mm-hmm. It was trying to get her to go outside in the middle of winter to lure her off to play, and she was frozen to death and died. Mm-hmm. And so I have told this story to to new parents, and, and, and people say, well, why did you tell that story? That's terrible. You're scaring them. I said, I'm not trying to scare them. It's a cautionary tale. I'm trying to, you know, tell Mm -hmm. people that, look, if if your kid tells you that they see something and it's talking to them, believe it. Mm -hmm. Don't just chalk this up as imaginary friend. Don't just chalk this up as, oh, they have a wild imagination. Because I really believe that there are things out there. There are forces. And by the way, I've talked to some people and nobody believes I'm a little boy. Nobody believes I'm a little boy.
4: You know, it's, you know, it's super interesting is watching you guys listen to the story, okay? Number one, knowing that you guys lived through, you know, 10 years of craziness. Number two, knowing that it happened 150 yards from your house. And number three, knowing that you guys living there at the end had a young daughter and to see you know because there's people listening that have never had anything happen to them and are just like eh, whatever you guys are because but you guys are like listening to this like jesus Christ, i know exactly what he's talking about and that could have been us
3: well and And it's just it's just like and and you're thinking what was it doing at the chinese buffet was it looking for kids yeah because that place
4: has a terrible health it, so it clearly would have violations, violations. <laughs> <of those laughs> <time. laughs> and, and why would you go there? go <clears throat> it's like it's like those are calluses. <clears throat> if you're gonna be a ghost, yeah. Well, well, I'm not gonna haunt the Chinese buffet. I'm going right. to Hawaii and hanging out at a luau. Right. That's what he mm-hmm. always says.
3: But but what I think and what I believe is that um, there's these things out there. They're not children. They come. They come looking like children to lure your kids out. And they're out there everywhere. You, you may not be able to see them, but they're out there. I mean, how many people were eating lunch that day at the Chinese buffet? And one person saw it. Only one. My daughter, because she had a, you know, so you could be anywhere.
4: But how, but how do you know she was the only person that saw it? Because well, remember when we, you know, I told my ahead. experience at the post office where right. I thought it was just like, what if somebody else was looking over and saying, huh? Maybe they saw the it. The judge's kid is and, and talking did this other
3: little kid. I think some people are more sensitive to it than right. others. Or. Well, the other thing is, why, and, and, and I tried to figure this out too, why was it that the only time I saw it was that night? Like, I had been in the room with her, and she says, he's right there, he's standing there, and I couldn't see it, but on this particular night, on this particular moment, I saw it. Now, when I went into her room, he was gone. By the time I, and I'm telling you, and I know it sounds silly, but I just froze. I just froze in my seat, and just all I could do was just listen. And while this thing just, just played out.
4: Well, uh, a lot of times I wonder, when you hear these stories, if it's, they don't want to be seen, and it's totally, you see him by total accident. Yeah. You know, maybe he only wanted your daughter to right. see him, and you seeing him was just total, right total accident. You know, right. just like you guys kind of never saw that lady's face, mm-hmm. but you would see bits and pieces of her, and...
3: For whatever reason... Whoever was in the picture, you know that's who it was.
1: Yeah, Literally.
0: I don't know.
4: So the so then so now like the re- and we talked about this before. We went, oh, what's going on in that little
3: geographic area that of, you're talking of about, North Central Ohio? Well, and you know the thing is, and in, in like that experience with um, with my youngest daughter Wind. I mean. How did it attach itself to her? Where were we that it attaches? Or was it drawn to this geographical area? What is it about this area that is attracting these things? And and how far does that how far does that go? I mean, we're we're just talking about this little stretch of road and a country road in Crawford County that it's four miles wide.
5: Yeah. Cause four like I
3: said, there. I told you my dad, the house he grew up in, he he would tell me just Crazy stories the things that he saw and heard and things like that. Think of the people that lived there after them. The weird stuff they did. yeah.
4: <laughs> well, and 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 then and then when yeah. you guys are saying that you had the ghost hunters come in, yeah, and the second guy brought in what he believed to be a dark spirit. Wonder what the time That's frame what is, I was just thinking is like too. is what if that dark spirit goes into you guys' house and you guys take off and it's mad and he always this this spirit or entity thinks, eh, there's a little girl over there. You this know, one, they're, burning, they're burning, yeah. they're burning.
3: They're burning toys
4: out there. They're burning toys out there. Dogs are, are picking crabs in the the, uh, <laughs>
3: you know, and you, you wonder how, <laughs> how that all can tie to, maybe tie together. Have you talked to the people that live in the house now? They yeah. have a lot of kids. Well, there were well, I know who those people are, but I, no one has ever, no one has ever, um, but you wouldn't say it, you would not. But would you say? That? I mean, who's mm-hmm. going to come out and say that? So like, like some of the other things that happened in that house that were unrelated to those things was <clears throat> one night I was in the house by myself and, and, uh, I went not when it ran into town and we went to Arby's cause they were the, or not Arby's, Hardy's cause they were the only place that was open. I was hungry. And so I got you in must bed have really been in bed. oh yeah. <laughs> so I get in bed and and I drink, you know how Hardy's has the big giant the biggest drink you can get. The fifty-five day. gallon duck.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: So I, I didn't drink all of it. Right. I set it in the in the bathroom and I get in bed, i lay there in bed, and all of a sudden, something starts just blowing bubbles in in it. And you can hear it, and they're like, Oh my gosh, like what is and then then one night I'm there and the bedroom door, I'm sitting the bedroom door. I'm just no way there. Somebody just grabs the bedroom door and just slams it shut. I mean, as hard as you could imagine being slammed. Now, there were no windows open. There's no drafts that could have caught it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it slammed so hard that, like, pictures on the wall just shook. And I was convinced there was somebody in the house. I mean, I was convinced. There was in house. I I, ju- I roll off the bed. I'm thinking, okay, where do I have a weapon? At? You know, i got to get my hands on a weapon. And I just kind of laid there real still listening To see if i can hear whoever this perpetrator is moving throughout the house and i bet i laid there in complete silence for a half hour on the floor like okay because i really think there's a person in this house and i'm and i don't have a gun by my bed at that time i I didn't have any weapon that at my disposal i'm thinking okay how's this going to play out and then i'm sitting thinking well why would they were going to attack me why would they just slam the door as large as they could and then I just listened, I listened, I listened, nothing. And then, then I realized, wait a minute, I've got a home security system. Home security system didn't go off. So, <laughs> so I get up, I go downstairs, home security system is fully functional. Nobody was in that house, no no person was in the house. And so, and, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, I built this house, this is not a haunted house that I moved into, what is it? But then we, what we're talking about now is Is there a magnetism to this small little geographical area? And and once again, how far does that thing go out? Like, if, if, where's the center of this energy? You know, if we said the center of that energy somewhere on Beach Grove Road, which we don't know, and you start trying to circle out how far does that thing go, how far does it go? We don't know because most people don't don't tell. I mean, like. What are the chances
4: you'd have come up to me last weekend and said, "Hey, by the way, we lived in this house." It was just—it's not something you're just gonna. And like I said, I've known you since you were like six years old, okay? And it's—and it's not like a conversation we ever had, right? And I mean, we've talked quite a bit over the last couple. Of and that years. never came up. It never right. came up. When and, you think
3: about it, go back to when that was happening. There was not this prevalent, uh, movement for the paranormal. I mean, now you can't turn on the TV if you've got cable or satellite and not find some sort of show at that time that happens to be on either the travel channel, destination America, sci-fi there. And so I think where we're at now in society is people have come to accept that these things are real or these things, people are experiencing things. Whereas in the past you just didn't tell people because you don't want to be called a liar, you don't want to be called a kook or be ostracized or something which,
4: like that. Which which is crazy because if you if you really understood how many people experience something that's right. unexplained, then it would be it seem a lot more normal, and then maybe people could get answers. Because since we've started the podcast, um, I mean, you guys are not the only people that have reached out to me personally. Um, I mean, I've I've had some somebody's reached out to me who I would never in a million years think that anything happened to them or they would even believe it, and they've told me stories that I just had to stop reading them because I'm like, I, this is just too crazy. And they're they would never. And I've asked them, would you like to come on? Nope, <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready to to do that. I'm not ready and, to put myself. i myself. That but, sort of. and the thing scrutiny. is, is we. You know, like like Jason, we've talked this before. He'd love to have some paranormal stuff happen to him. Jerry has had some stuff. The, the judge, obviously, Yozark Hauer doesn't believe in anything. Okay, right. I've had some things, so it's not like you know. Well, if you want to come talk to us, we're going to say, "Oh, you're crazy," because we're. We're at different levels of understanding of what is well, going it's on like my for dog, as much as we can understand. Like my dogman you know.
3: encounter, you know, I didn't really tell people the, the, the whole story on that until I was, I, I picked up a book that Linda Godfrey wrote and I read in there that, that since since the 80s, which is when I would experience this, there's been over 2,500 accountings That have been reported. That yeah, have been reported. Been reported. And now you're thinking, well, gee, maybe Christmas, maybe I'm not so unique, you know. Yeah. The, the, this is happens a lot more than what people, you know, will, than what people will ever tell. So if there's actually 2,500 that she knew of, I mean, that's just ones that she knew of. You don't even know about the ones where somebody saw something, came back and told their cousin, their family, or something, and it never somehow got into the channels. You're talking probably tens of thousands. Of dog like how, how many
4: how many other people in that area have had st- stuff happen well yeah and things.
3: you think okay so this happened on Temple Road you know was there anybody else that's ever lived on Temple Road that saw this thing experienced this thing you and know it's probably one of the more remote stretches in Crawford County right through there where you would talk or something yeah 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 I mean, exactly
4: when you when you take into consideration you know, there's a lot of backcountry you'd call we'd call that a backcountry road, even though it's between mm-hmm. two
3: but there's some <coughs> state highways. Where there's a mile between a yeah. house. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. there is. I mean when you go well, you go from route four to to you go, to nineteen. Well you go from route four to the first crossroad you come to is Flickinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one house. At that mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. there was one house. A tree that I could not scale, if you remember. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you go from but then you go from Flickinger to Eaton Road, and I'm not even sure there is a house. And then once you get past Eaton, you had, uh, well, I'm not gonna mention their names, but you had two houses and that's it all the way to 19. So you're talking about a two and a half mile stretch from route four to 19, because it those two and a half miles back then, at least when I measured with the odometer of my car. You know, I had, didn't have GPS units back then, but you're talking about two and a half miles and there is a total of maybe 3 houses back then. I think there's more now. And, but there was
4: three houses. And, and Tim and I totally understand what it's like to grow up where there's nothing. Because there ours
3: three houses Two. Two on
4: our mile, and two one on, our, one on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Two on our mile. And I mean, yeah. it were, we and, were And during so that
3: stretch, and during that stretch you had over a mile and a half of cornfield. You had a yeah, I don't know how big that woods, how many acre woods that is, but it wasn't tidal. Yeah, yeah, that's where, because that's, you know, yeah. it's where that woods was, and in, in, in Flickinger is where that whole dog me yeah. encounter starts. So I don't know if this thing was in the woods. Like when because keep in mind, I went down first, mm-hmm. hit 19, I was on my way back. My guess is it was there. It's probably saw me or sniffed mm-hmm. me or acknowledged me. And it said, okay, I don't know who this is. What, <laughs> have you run this before? Yeah, I ran. It. Oh, yeah. So, I'd done that. You know, <laughs> know, It could have seen you run. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get a snap. I had done it. Yeah. This guy's time, not very fast. I think <laughs> I can catch him. I think I can catch him. Yeah, I, to this day, I
5: still. The problem still was, still is don't
4: back work. then, you were so skinny, you wouldn't even worth the trouble. I wouldn't even like be now hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, like now, I can see the dog like, I get that.
2: That's four days worth. Yeah,
4: right <laughs> drag me off. Hey,
3: look, I
2: I don't know, guys. I think that there's something with that area. I don't know if it's vibrational, or I don't know if maybe there's a certain energy emanating from there. But there is definitely something to it. It would be kind of nice to be able to figure out how far out it goes.
3: Well, I suggested. The, the grower that we just get a map of the area and we start pinpointing don't, areas I where don't want to see you're the scared there's going to be a pentagram, be like a so pentagram the, or ye all shall die. Or something.
2: Well, that's good to know. You see that right there. We can find that out. Room. And then from that point on, we can do some history. We can, well, you we, know, can know. we can yeah. investigate well, the and see what has happened. Your baby yeah, mine, right. so yeah, so yeah, we can find out what has happened on that land before the recent recorded history
3: here. You well,
2: know. I think
4: the perfect person to go and put themselves in harm's way to try to figure it out is Jerry, because yeah. he knows all the, he has all the tricks. Yeah, you can go in and cleanse, don't
3: cleanse it first, though, because you got to experience it. You don't want to cleanse it yeah, first. You know, yeah, you want to. That's experience. right,
2: you guys are fast to throw me under the bus. <laughs> no, first of all, well, what we're going to investigate yeah. this here. Yeah. There's yeah. been just well, a lot of, a lot of paranormal activity you so guys I have do- just discussed today. And we don't know if there's other people,
3: right? So how many other no? There's not that many houses in this area, but how many other houses? If you if you knock on somebody's door, would they actually even tell you admit that they? Right. Right. Well, I'm I mean, curious. Some of these people, I'm pretty sure would not.
4: The the next door neighbors, the ones that like the lights, have they seen that light? I w- that would be a good uh, question. We're, we're gonna were, see them next week.
0: Yeah, we'll see them next. We'll ask them. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
4: That'd be a good place. That'd be a yeah. good place to start. Just say. Hey, you know, since we moved out, and then left, did you guys ever notice that light still there? Because you guys had that conversation with them while you still lived there, that it was not a light. Right. Hey, you know, that right. so what, what? I guess we never. What did they say when you said, "Hey, look, that's not a light. That's a orb." They, they were
3: interested. They wanted to hear more stories. Of
0: yeah. course, you know they didn't think yeah. we were crazy
1: or anything.
3: They,
4: now, did they? Have they ever experienced anything over at their house?
0: I don't think so. I think, I think so. they would have told us had they, because they were really into hearing our stories. You,
3: or maybe they were so near stories because they were experiencing stuff and they wanted to compare. There you go. That's my thoughts notice. exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking here at the From the Shadows podcast, we need to be that forum for those people that have experienced things, so they can reach out and talk to other people Mm -hmm. or even if we can't help them we can at least be the sounding board that they can get this off of their chest something so they can talk about it and then maybe with the reach of our audience we can come across somebody else that have experienced this that happened to me just in a conversation when i was talking about you judge And uh, there is a guy that uh, I work with. He's been out to prison for 28 years. He's the guy that uh, helped me produce the wrestling podcast that I was doing. Um, Now he wants involved because of you. I was telling him about you. Things that you have experienced, he's experienced similar things. And he's never been able to talk to anybody about it. He says, I try to talk to you. And he says, a couple other people. But he says, it's like trying to explain something to somebody in a different language where they just cannot understand. Well, it's,
3: it's kind of like trying to go in when you're in elementary school and explain it to your teacher why you didn't get your homework done. And the first thing they give you is that look. And and, and I've been there and I've, I've kind of told this story uh, the wind story to people because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a cautionary tale. You got children, and, and I know within ten seconds if the person thinks I'm just a nut or making this up because they have this look on their face, like the same look that the Howler has on his. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah. like, yeah, okay, sure. So <laughs> ultimate you know, skepticism. Ultimate skepticism because, and I think it's one of those things that until you experience it firsthand, until you've actually had this happen to you. It's difficult for people to wrap their brain around it and, and fully accept it. I mean, I would say probably if, if you did a, uh, and I've seen the, I've seen the stat, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Mm-hmm. How many people today, if you, if you polled, if you pulled a thousand people and did a sampling mm-hmm. and says, do you believe in ghosts? How many people would say yes? Oh, okay. I think it would be a lot more than what there was 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. I
0: was a reporter for the Telegraph for when we first got married. And so this stuff was happening. So I wanted at Halloween time to do this series on, you know, haunted houses, paranormal in our area. So I over and over again put a notice in the paper because people actually read it at that time. That was really kind of before (laughs) the internet had taken Mm -hmm. off, people were reading just on the internet. Mm -hmm. I would put something in there quite often asking for people to call me at the office to give me these stories, and I could come out and investigate Mm -hmm. all this stuff nothing no one called so people were not talking about it no. and they were afraid to and i would hear <clears throat> from so and so that this person would have an experience uh-huh. and i'd go and try to talk to them they would not speak to me about it hmm. but i think nowadays with ghost hunters and all that kind of stuff
4: well and, and you may remember this, this was way before you guys this time i do remember <laughs> them running a story in the telegraph form mm-hmm. about a house in it's on Mansfield Street, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, that obvious. was supposed to be super haunted, and yeah. it was okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to, and I remember my grandparents talking about this, and just kind of laughing
3: at all. Oh yeah, people actually.
4: And, and what I think it happened was is there was such a, the the you know rather than you know we're going to bring this to light and try, I think people just made so much fun of it and you're crazy and yeah. you're nuts
3: and and i would it, think there were people that probably believed it but would not admit that they yeah, believed it so yeah, you're like you know I, i'm not going to admit that i really believe this so i'm going to laugh and make fun of it even though deep down inside i'm like you know maybe this is really real but i think you know no, because
2: no, nobody wants to admit their vulnerability well a right. lot of people that's a defense mechanism yeah. yeah they can't figure it out so they're scared of it so they make fun of it yeah
0: when i worked at the tf the TF building, the old building, is very haunted. We've both seen things there. And I wanted to write about that, and they would not let me. And
3: the one thing that I saw, I knew the guy way before. The guy that worked there. The guy that worked there. I knew him. He had died And you would was a oh, ghost if okay. I hadn't have known that he died. You, you could wow. see you right down to his khaki pants. Walked, he just walked across right. the hallway yeah. like he was working. I saw him. The
0: two daughter, the like that night.
2: little girl at the post office. No.
4: And I probably know who you're talking about. You're talking about the uh, the reporter who is no, he you know? was oh, an ad no. guy. He was an ad oh, it was guy. oh, he was an ad guy. Okay, his all name right. was Jim,
0: but I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah, all right. I worked with the guy that you're talking about. You know, I never oh, did. finish I bet yeah. he's still there. Yeah. I never uh-huh. did
3: finish that the, the Quaker Roats story. That's oh. um, we'll save that for okay. Now. We'll save that for another. Time. <laughs> well, why, why don't we so, go ahead and sign off, Jerry, and uh, and. Uh, Jason Grover, and thank our guests for being here today. Yeah.
4: And we and we'd like to um, we'd like to throw it back out there to anybody who's listening. Feel free to get a hold of us on our Instagram page, our Twitter pay, our Twitter account. You know, you can send us a message through Facebook, and you can get a hold of me on Messenger and Facebook,
3: or or you can have, email us. Yeah, email you, us from email. shadows podcast yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at Yahoo.
4: And if you want to or come up to Ohio me, yeah, yeah, at
2: outlook And
4: if you would just, you know, if you want to come up to me like uh, Tim and Charma did, and, and just say, "Hey, I got a good story for you," uh, you know, we would love to talk to you on the air or even off the air. Yeah. So uh,
3: I mean, don't think that if you yeah. tell us something that we're going to absolutely share it, If you don't want us to share it, if you yeah. don't want to talk to somebody, bounce it off somebody. Yeah. We're all ears. Because
4: it cer- it certainly helps. Um, fill in some of the blanks when we're trying to, to look at the full picture of what could possibly be going on, especially here in North Central Ohio.
2: There you have it, folks. I would like to thank you all for listening to this exciting interview with our very special guests, Tim and Sharma. Here at the From the Shadows podcast, we encourage you to contact us and to share an experience Or suggest a place that you would like us to investigate and bring to light from the shadows. Please visit our new Facebook discussion group called After the Shadows. You can listen to the From the Shadows podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Jason Lewis, the producer. Make sure to tune in for next week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let me turn you back over to your host, Shane Grove, with a final word from this week's sponsor.
4: We hear it from the Shadows Podcast. I'd like to thank a new sponsor for joining us, Tiffin Dynamic Design, where owners Paul and Christy Landers can fill all of your t-shirt, team jersey, and other personalized advertising needs. In fact, I am here today picking up some official from the Shadows podcast T-shirts, and what the, what does the shirt say? It, is that a picture of Jerry? What, Jerry for president twenty twenty? Oh boy. Well, anyway, like I said, they can do about everything here at tiffin dynamic design except probably get jerry elected
2: Uh, wait till i see paul and for now we are out
5: Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, That's radio, B-E-E-T-S, dot com, code DEAL.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.